In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? I, I love that our hashtag said something about being real, and you're quoting another podcaster every time you say, how are you? <laughs> Wait, that's not even yours? Uh, it's it's Conrad Thompson is what it is. <laughs> it, it, Jesus. Con- I, have I you ever listened to any of the Conrad Thompson? Somebody said we were real. real. Uh, yeah. She clearly doesn't know Conrad Thompson either. So, <laughs> so it, it goes back to, it was one of our first episodes. Uh, we were talking about how inspired by uh, the 83 weeks and uh, the Tony Schiavone um what I happened, haven't man? listened since he joined WWE and then was fired. I just realized that. I haven't been able to listen recently just because with my job change, I don't spend as much time in the cruiser anymore. Um, that was where I listened to most of my podcasts. But um, on 83 Weeks, Conrad Thompson would always greet uh, Eric Bischoff with, What's going on, man? How are you? And so I would make fun of it. Not make fun of it. Imitate it. Um, and it just kind of stuck. And I wondered how long I'm going to continue to imitate Conrad Thompson. Uh, but then I realized I've got a podcast. So in a way, I'm imitating him no matter what. And you're doing it well, fella. So I'm just going to stick with it. You know, you stick with what you know. Also joining us, you already heard him talk, our RCMP from up north, JLB. What's going on? It goes on and on and on and on. And that is just how it is and how it's going to be. It's your boy, Justin JLB. I'm good, guys. I'm good. Can't complain. Still quarantined, still living the life, still somewhat living a dream. And um, yeah, that's my story, and I'm uh, sticking to it. Yeah, any day you're vertical, right? <laughs> you know, that's that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Uh, just reminding everyone, Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So make sure to check out the other shows on the Tatnus website tatnusco.com uh you got the tatnus podcast uncensored chicken hen with snm in the dice box slam basement bullshit and carpool shenanigans so check them all out there's something for everyone to love um and then come back here and listen to the next episode here because we love to have you around um if you are new to this show and because i see the statistics i know there's a fair amount of people who are relatively new to this um the uh, premise is really simple. We're going to take turns challenging each other to book some unknown and often very unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We don't discuss them in advance, so it's entirely off the cuff and um, hopefully entertaining. Um, before we get into it, though, I'd like to remind everyone to make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast so you get notified every time we post a new episode and we continue to grow. And while you're sharing it, might as well use the hashtag RawAndOrderWBU, tag your favorite wrestler in it, um, and get entered to win some t-shirts. We'll talk a little bit more about that at the end, but it's uh, a great way to potentially win some t-shirts for 10 seconds of your time. And a wonderful cause. Mm-hmm. Help out independent wrestlers. 
And by independent, we basically mean non-WWE wrestlers. <laughs> or even WWE wrestlers who have just been fired as well. Yeah. So I guess you're right. Non-WWE wrestlers. But so. <laughs> it's like, that's literally what he just said. Yes. My bad, my bad. I, I clearly just like to hear myself talk, okay? Just give me a I break like to... and let me hear my spiel. I like to hear you talk, too. It's okay. Oh. Thank you. Um, I think I went first last week, so I'm going to open the floor to either of you to start the challenges. I I think we should, uh, as like a punishment for frequently not being here. <laughs> what up, Canada? All right, so I'll go first. Um, <laughs> I am fantasizing booking something. Um, fair enough. So what <laughs> I will go with, since we, you know, since they like, taking uh the intercontinental title away from Sami Zayn and now we do have this tournament we technically know of the wrestlers that are part of the tournament but i ideally would like you to book your own intercontinental title tournament and also what you would like to see who well who you would like to see when and i guess what kind of storyline you would like to see them in as the ic champ oh you total son of a bitch Oh, is that yours? <laughs> uh, I mean, I have to kind of think of a bit here. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> not, it's not, not anymore. Now, huh? <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't thinking about that at all. No, mine is going to be similar, but not quite exactly the same. Um, and and so I'll just give it away, and then I'll answer your question. <laughs> And then I will. I'm sorry. Well, no, I, I I'll give give you what I was gonna say, and then I'll answer yours, and then I will go last because I will have to think of a whole new one. <laughs> Sincerest so, apologies, sort of ish. So, uh, my my challenge was based off um sometime last week uh, a person I follow on Twitter, and I'm trying to remember which one it was. Um, I'd have to do some searching. Uh, he uh put up a little game and it was the next wrestler you see on twitter is the winner of the intercontinental title tournament um so who is winning in your twitter uh and the Ooh, very that's kind of fun it's kind of a fun little game and he's done it a couple times with some other stuff so but the very next post like literally right underneath it was kenny omega announcing something so i just commented that vince is going to be so pissed when kenny omega shows up on dynamite on wednesday with the icy title um, so my challenge was going to be book the winner of the icy tournament invasion style as in someone not from wwe Ooh. which is sort of what you're saying although you're not exactly yeah. you're leaving not exactly it though it's, it's kind of different you're leaving it open to anyone but but quite frankly for me this would be the perfect time to have uh, a crossover with another promotion um an invasion sort of angle and you know I, I i would switch mine but it's taken me a week to think about it i'm gonna have to take <laughs> another week to think of another one so i'm no, not switching I I'm not. I'm not asking you to switch. I'm just gonna go ahead and answer and say um, that as much fun as the uh, uh, thought of Kenny Omega pulling a Medusa with the icy belt uh, would be, um, not throwing it in the trash. Uh, that's that's a little too far. But just showing up on AEW with not just um, his one half of the tag belt but the wwe intercontinental belt around his waist um that would that would be pretty epic but 
but I, I think I think the if there was an invasion angle of any sorts to bring out of this, first of all, it's not going to be with WWE. All right, with AEW, I should. Uh, WWE is not going to do that. Um, so they probably would do something with like Progress or Evolve, uh, something like that. Um, but I don't know enough of the wrestlers currently on Progress. Um, so I'm going to say they're going to do it with Impact Wrestling. Okay, now so, keep in mind, though, you can also keep it pure WWE. I was I just can, alluding to the fact I left it open because, you know, why not? It makes everyone learn about another promotion. You, you <laughs> left it open and I walked through that door. That's All right, fair enough. Give me an option to go uh, someone else comes into WWE. I'm going to take it. Um, and the person I'm going to take it is going to be... It, the storyline, I think, almost writes itself. Uh, <laughs> Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan comes over from Impact Wrestling as a surprise entrant. Right. Um, let's say someone gets knocked out. I don't even know who's left in the tournament. But someone uh, gets injured and can't compete. And like, well, who's going to compete in their place? And it's Sammy freaking Callahan. Or as he was known during his run in uh, NXT, I think it was Jeremiah Crane. Or is that his? I think that's correct. I think you're right there. I, I always get confused because he also was in Lucha Underground. And in Lucha Underground, he was a similar name. But... Uh, Sammy Callahan, when he was in WWE, uh, Solomon Crow was his name in WWE. So yeah, oh. Jeremy Crane was Lucha Underground. Okay. Oh really? Okay. Either way, right. yeah. And he was Crow Ware technically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so Samuel Crow um, versus Sammy uh, Callahan, but. The whole storyline that they could tell of him uh, coming back to WWE um, with a chip on his shoulder because he's very, very angry about the way they treated him. And now he is one of the top stars in Impact Wrestling uh, to come back in and take one of their belts away. Um, and I mean, effectively, they could do they They want to do it in a slightly different way. But um, we all have that picture of um, CM Punk uh, climbing over the barricade after uh, taking the, wasn't it the US title? When he, the one he left with? Yeah, the one he left. Was that the world title? That was world title. World, world title. title. It's been so long since I watched it, and keep in mind it was during my hiatus, so I had to do all my catching up on that. Anyways. Um, but yeah, you know, straddling the thing, looking over and, and blowing the kiss towards, towards the, before leaving. Do, doing a similar, but obviously... Uh, Sammy Callahan, the draw, is not going to do a cute little straddling and blow a kiss thing. Uh, he's probably going to be more um, Sandman, uh, get to the top of, of the, the uh, stairs and stand up there and pound a beer while he holds the title over his head and then walks out of the arena. Um, but And then you could have a series of crossover events where uh, WWE stars try to invade Impact Wrestling to uh, get the title belt back, the, the IC title back from Sammy Callahan, um, and some Impact wrestlers invade 
again into to WWE to oh, cause happen. So I think that would be the storyline that I would probably do uh, if I were booking it as an invasion sort of thing. Um, because I think I think Sammy Callahan, I think he's, he wrestles with a chip on his shoulder because he wants to show the world that he's not the 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 NXT portrayed him as. So that's that's what I would do. Sammy Callahan comes in and steals the IC title away from WWE and then uh, the storyline of people going over to Impact to take it from him. And I think this would be a perfect time to elevate um, and I say elevate, it's sad to say this about, but elevate Cesaro by having Cesaro be the one who actually ends up taking it from him on impact and bringing it back to WWE. Ooh, you might actually even be able to sell Vince on that. Uh, wait, I could get rid of Cesaro. No, I, the way he would do it is he would say, "What? My lower mid card wins it back from their top dog." Oh, mm-hmm. that's yeah. That's the way he would see it. Great for he both be, brands, technically. Yeah, like it would that. be probably good for both brands, but that's probably the reason that they would both say no to it. <laughs> Hashtag truth. It'd be good for us? No. Nope, not going to do that. We're going to continue to struggle. We want to be the small one, and we want to continue to have people hate us for being the big evil empire. So Pretty there. much. Yeah, but but that's what I would do. So what would you do, DA Fabe? I'm going to follow the rules, and I'm going to stay in the company. Because there are I'm no a... rules in fantasy booking, except when they're said to be. There are rules. Except in... for the fact that it has to be for the icy title right now. You know, maybe I wanted to make it for the I don't know cruiserweight or something. Oh wait, there's already a tournament going on for that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I mean, um, I think if I was gonna fantasy book this, I would, uh, you know, obviously run the tournament the the whole length. Uh, my answer is gonna be pretty boring because I want somebody on that icy title that can really bring some heat to it. I think the, I think if you look historically at fantasy book or at fantasy booking, I can do whatever I want with fantasy booking. If you look historically, um, at, uh, the IC title, the best intercontinental champions have always been in their, in, in their heel mode. Um, whether it was, and, and I'm going to use a lesser, IC champion, and then I'm going to bring up some other ones in the past, but I'll start off with the most recent one that really makes me think of his best heel work uh, is Dolph. Dolph Ziggler did great heel work as the IC champion. Um, you know, Sammy's work was really good, but Sammy's been underutilized, and that just pisses people off. Um, you know, Braun's run with it was kind of boring and dull and drab, and you know, same, same with Shinsuke's, they didn't really let him use go full heel i guess with that but um you know you've got Dolph, you've got miz you've got jericho who's the probably amongst the greatest icy titles of all time um you've got honky tonk um you know so so there's all this great heel work i think this is a really good opportunity to actually um, jeff jarrett when he was a heel he's always been a heel jeff jarrett when he was the IC title hold um you know, constantly the the best work with that icy title is done with heel work, um, and so I think you know I, I probably go through that and either feature a person who we know is a great heel. If I was going to do that, I'd probably have it be the Miz. 
um, who, who would win it, um, just because he has really, really good heel work. And, and he was good with the IC Championship, though. Oh, so, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I love him. As he, I mean, his heel work is second only right now to MJF. Um, but the Miz isn't really that heel. I mean, we need we need Miz circa world title, um, Alex Riley Miz, that era of Miz. That is really good heel work. Uh, maybe even Miz leading the B team at one point. The uh, Miz with Daniel Bryan. All of those eras were really good heel work for him. Um, and we need that level of heel, I think, in the industry. I, I still think a little bit of Baron Corbin uh, is is uh, go-away heat or, or X-Pac heat. Um, I think he has the heat, and I think he's the strongest heel in WWE right now. I just don't think he's a strong enough heel for WWE right now, um, if that makes sense. Um, uh, like, what I really... But I get what you're saying at the same time. <laughs> What's that? I said it doesn't, but I also get what you're saying at the same time. Yeah, he's an amazing like, heel worker, but he's just, for some reason, not strong enough, although he's really good at being the heel. Being a heel, it's just... He's missing something. I don't know. Yeah, there's... And, and he sure, sure as hell can't go on and be a face. Like, he's not Facebook at all. I I just um, want to know... I just want to know who he had to blow to get two of the best finishers in the game. Um, <laughs> you no, know. no joke. Um, <laughs> he's He's got really... I, that end of days is absolutely wonderful to watch. Um, deep six. He delivers the deep six wonderfully. Yeah. So. Deep six is the swing through and then swing back, right? Uh, no, that's the end of days. The that's deep the six is kind that's of the spinning. Um, yeah, the, the sidewalk slam spinning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did that amazingly on uh, on uh, what's his face, Drew McIntyre on Raw. I was like, whoa. Well, like, and the, the slide under the rope and around the ring post thing. That's just cool. cool. Yeah. That is. They gold. don't actually have a name for that, do they? I think it, that's he's just that's just his trademark and that's it. But there's no actual name for that. I don't know, around the rabbit hole or something. I don't know. You call it uh, King's Corner. There'd be something stupid like that. I'm sure they'll come up with. Now that we've mentioned it. Yep. Damn it. Anyway, I just, I don't think it would be Corbin. Um, I really think the better move though, even than that, is to elevate a a heel right now. Somebody who isn't a heel. Somebody who's got a little bit of face. Uh, look, um, and or to have a face win it, and this is what I would really have. If they can extend this out long enough to have Roman come back and Roman get his heel turn on the IC title, I think that would be absolute gold. And I think that's the route they should go. Um, you could even have Sami Zayn come out and say, "I deserved it, my shot at it." If they can, if they can run this tournament out long enough, I don't think they'll be able to. But if they could run this tournament out long enough. Um, I think the the goal is to turn is to turn uh, Roman quality heel, just you know, and, and not all oh, the fans turned on me bullshit heel because that is a, just a garbage heel. Um, the you know I had to hear all this crap from Vince and I had to hear from, from the locker room that people were saying I wasn't part of this, you know I wasn't in this. Uh, I'll show you how in it I am and, and just come out and just start Superman punching everybody in the ring and then walk out with the title even though it's not his title he didn't win it or anything he didn't win the tournament just walk out and steal the title like i think that would be gold 
if Roman's coming back in that time frame. So that's the one I would uh, Why did you mention if it was long enough, though? Is Sami Zayn, like, not going to be showing up until Corona's over kind of deal? As we don't know what their time thing? frame is, what either of them's time frame is on their comfort for coming back. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the deal. See, uh, yeah, Sami Zayn's staying home d- directly because of, of COVID. That's why right. he's staying home. Um, he, he actually... In fact, there was a report that came out this week that stripping him of the IC title is actually Vince McMahon's idea of kind of a told you so, uh, let's teach you a lesson sort of a thing. Despite the fact that uh, Vince McMahon and WWE said, if you want to stay home because of Corona, it's fine. We won't punish you for it. Um, oh, Sami Zayn, you want to stay home? Well, fuck you, we're taking the title. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but at, at the same time, I... but Canadians, Canadians can't stay home. Yeah, it's, it's only us Americans. <laughs> but, no, but, but but at the same time, I I do get I get it. Like at this, you, you're not gonna come. Okay, cool. We're not gonna fire you. You are not gonna take it to that regard. But at the same time, we need our championship. We need to do something with it. We need what? people. If, TV. That's like interim. Yeah. We already did. They're already doing it with Jordan Devlin. There's an interim champion right now. And, or they're well, okay. interim champion. And and the the important thing is that this is a report from insiders saying that Vince McMahon's not doing it because I want to have the IC title on my show. He's doing it because that guy chose to stay home, and I'm angry at him, and I want to show other people why they shouldn't choose to stay home. Right. Uh, that okay. that's directly the report is that this is this is to try to stop people from choosing to stay home. Um, mm-hmm. which which is why it just it, you know. A, a few weeks ago, there was that anonymous uh, letter to the Florida um, uh, board that was talking about reopening and whatever. And it was a uh, WWE employee um, who went by the name, signed his name Joe, which I'm sure was it's a pseudonym. Um, and, you know, he's talking about how, uh, you know, they're, they're working through this corona and you need to shut it down because we're not uh, we're not able to truly socially distance ourselves. We're standing. We have to touch each other. You know, we're in too tight of quarters. All of this stuff. You need to shut us down. And he says, "I'm." Uh, he said, "I'm afraid for my job if I choose to stay home. So I have to keep coming to work." Uh, and of course, WWE denied that report. Uh, but this was also just a few days after they shit canned. A hundred people, including two dozen wrestlers, right? Um, and uh-huh. and so it's like, yeah, we're not going to punish you if you don't want to show up. But at the same point, um, your job's already on the line no matter what. So we can fire you for whatever reason we want and blame it on whatever, uh, even if it's just us retaliating against you not showing to Corona. Um, <laughs> reports also have it that Sami Zayn doesn't have as many friends backstage as he used, so that can kind of play into it as well. But in the end, like kind of like uh, Fabe was saying, you know, we don't know how long uh, anyone's going to stay out from this. Um, some of them might feel comfortable coming back within the next few weeks. Uh, some of them might say, I, I want to wait until medical experts say it's clear to start reopening. Um, some of them might be like, listen, I... I'm gonna sit at home till there's a uh, vaccine. I'm not doing my best. Vaccine, exactly. And uh, I am certain, certain, certain that anyone who says 
I'm not going to come back until there's a vaccine. We'll probably get their walking paper. Uh, mm, except for Roman. I think even Roman. I think Roman could be the one where Vince truly uh, makes an example of someone. I could see that happening too, actually. Yep. Wow. You know, you're... Because yeah, if Roman feels that deeply about it and so on and so forth, Vince would know he's not going to go anywhere else. He's not going to go to AEW. He's not going to go to Impact. He's going to stay at home for a long while um, in that regard. Because Roman's not the type of one to bluff just out of because I want to try to get more money or whatever. He knows Roman's going to be waiting for a hot minute. Well, maybe not. I mean, Moderna is working on human trials, but that's neither here nor there. We aren't talking stocks or politics or anything like that. So, mm. but moving forward, um, yeah. So that's what I do. I have Roman come back in time, and uh, what a, what a great way to finally have heel Roman. Finally, have heel Roman. Yeah, we that's valid. For ages. I think the guy can do it. Not part of the world title picture either, which would be perfect. Which fans would not be upset about. Yeah. Well, and it's a great way to actually elevate the IC belt, right? Yeah. Uh, You know, you put it on someone who you've spent years telling us is a star and main event caliber. That elevates the belt more than putting it on a yet another up and comer or on or putting it on somebody who's already and yes roman's already had it and so i'm not gonna say already had it but someone who's already had it like the miss that's why i chose you know it, it allows for a turn and at the same time we can get something really really interesting there nice yep yep so sammy callahan and roman all right i'm liking it so then we will move on to uh, booking case number two, and I'm still thinking, so D.A. Fabe, you're up. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I kind of want to do a throwback. So um, Smarks hates it when I do these throwbacks um, because usually they're crap, but I, I think I might have one now. Mm-hmm. Book the first Royal Rumble winner getting his WrestleMania championship championship shot, which he didn't get because they didn't do the Royal Rumble winner getting it. So Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Duggan getting his oh! World championship shot. Well, if it was Duggan, it would have been quack. Ah, Duggan, stop. Best you got. Jeez. I'm just oh. cheesy like Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Jesus. You even said that with the with the bad Canadian accent. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> so Duggan and I don't remember who, who had the title at the time um, 1988 world champion for Wrestlemania 1988 Wrestlemania WWE champion I'm going to look it up so it helps you guys out Aww. I was actually going hit myself 1988's Wrestlemania that was the one where Hogan versus Andre and uh Rick Flair versus Randy Savage. So Randy Savage would have been the title holder at the time. Jeez. I believe. I believe. <laughs> Hold on. Let me look. Let me look. I'm going to look at the whole card. Um, production event. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Macho Man. Nope. That was that was against Butch Reed was, was slick in that one. Is this Hogan versus Andre championship? It might be. No, this was the tournament. This is actually where, where Randy Savage won the tournament. And Duggan was in that tournament. So, but he also won the rumble. So he, when he won the rumble, he won the chance to be in the tournament. Uh, no, no, there was there was no there was no uh, special glitch to to winning the rumble that year and the first one. 
Okay, so the Rumble would have been... Yeah, so Randy Savage won at March 27th of 88. Quarterfinals, semifinals, main event. Macho Man and Ted DiBiase is what it was. So the real question is, when was the Royal Rumble year in the year at that point? I imagine it was in January. Yeah, it was It was still in January then. But okay. there was no pay-per-views in between. So you, well, can have, you can have you can do this any way you want. You can have well, Duggan you, come back out and say, "Hey, I won the Royal Rumble. I get a, t- a shot at that right away." Whatever, maybe. Well, yeah, but here's the deal: if the Royal Rumble was still in January, Andre the Giant won the belt February fifth of nineteen. So Andre the Giant was yeah, the champion up until that's the, uh, one, that's the one he gave to. It might have been February fifth that the Rumble yeah, was there. Actually, yeah. Um, because that's that was, the one he gave to DiBiase. Mm-hmm. And that's why so, there was the tournament. So, because uh, that was the main event. If it was before that, it was technically Hulk Hogan um, who had it. Okay. Because WWE main event was the event that he won it. But and at WrestleMania, it was vacated. But yeah, it was vacated then February 13th. You picked like a really confusing one, though. Holy moly. Well, it's not my fault they did a confusing segment there. It was the only Royal Rumble ever in history that had that that there wasn't a title shot or a title on the line because Ric Flair and Triple H have both won the title in Royal Rumble matches. Right. So, so to be, uh, I I might just take a a little bit of a um, what's the word? I'm like a cheap shot move on this, but I think. Hacksaw Jim Duggan doesn't actually challenge for the title uh, against someone like Randy Savage or or even necessarily um, in in the tournament because here's the deal if he won the Royal Rumble in January and then February 13th is when the title is vacated um, you think they just awarded to him I think he comes out and he says, hey, if you're vacating this title, I'm the number one contender. It should go to me. So so then he gets awarded the title and then the tournament ends up being not to who's going to be the champion, but who is the new number one contender. To face Duggan. To face Duggan. I like that. At, at which point, I I think probably the winner is still the same. I think they still have Macho Man win. And then uh, he goes off at uh, the next pay-per-view. Which would be SummerSlam back then. Which would be SummerSlam back then because they only did the four. Uh, um, He he challenges at the next pay-per-view against Hacksaw and then wins it officially then. Um, So Hacksaw's entire reign would be from February 13th until SummerSlam. August till august that's Um, impressive that being said i think he because of his stature and and his his standing i think he uh i think he has matches i think he does the whole fighting champion sort of a thing Um, so you don't think he says award me the title and then we get the only something i could you can't ever really fathom as a wrestler Hacksaw, or as a fan, Hacksaw Jim Duggan at heel? He, he was, it, was he ever a heel? He was a heel at one point when he uh, gave up the American flag and started, wasn't it the Russian flag that he started saluting at one point? Oh, did he start hanging out in the Vladimir Kozlov category? 
Yeah, I feel like I remember so. something with in that regard. Yeah, yeah. I, I might remember something like that too. I don't know. Anyway, go on. But um, but so that's where I think I think he he does the fighting champion, uh, open challenge sort of thing. But booking wise, because they're booking up to Randy Savage winning it, the uh, people who do the open challenge to him would all be lower card people who really didn't stand a chance. Uh, so leading up to the SummerSlam match of the century. <laughs> How horrible is that? We actually lose we lose Macho Man versus Ted DiBiase. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we get it in the championship round or in the in the number one position. Well, me personally, I always felt honestly that the Royal Rumble should have always have been. If you win the Rumble, you win the title. I think they should have just. They've done it a few times, if I'm not mistaken, but that's what it should have always uh, have been. Because at the end of the day, I know you already have the Rumble uh, being a, a glamorous gimmick of 30 men and 60 seconds, and everyone enjoys watching it. So you don't really need anything else. And you'll obviously have the number one contendership. But at the same time, it just adds that much more seriousness to the Rumble of it being for the world title because at the end of the day if you're going through 30 men to win something it might as well be the championship because not even a world champion goes through that many people in one night to win right so i always so i would technically just have booked jim duggan to legit win the rumble but win the title and i'm I'm going to break in here and because uh, I did look up and it wasn't the Russian flag that Lance Storm or that uh, uh, Jim Duggan. That Jim I mean, Duggan, can you be serious here for a minute? I mean, goddamn. No, I, no I, you'll see why I said it wasn't the uh, Russian flag that uh, Jim Duggan started saluting. It was worse than that. He joined Lance Storm's Team Canada and started saluting the Canadian flag. Oh, well then. Oh, perfect. That's that's awesome right there. He just went there for the free health care. <laughs> you would do the same, bud. You would do the same. I kid because I'm jealous. Um, <laughs> but anyways, go ahead. That's all I had to add. No, that's all I pretty much mentioned. I would just kind of, I would switch it up in that regard. So, so where... you just have Duggan automatically winning the title? Yeah. At the Royal Rumble, because I, I honestly, I'm, I well, have always have walked constantly all the time the Rumble be for the championship and not just for a number one contender. I hate the fact that the Rumble is just for a contender. I don't wow. know how I feel about that. Like the Rumble being for the championship every single year. Every single year. I don't know. Well, and, that would and, suck because then it, then it's a reset. Like who wants to win it at, at SummerSlam or at uh, at uh, Survivor Series? I don't want to win it. I got to defend it against 30 people. That, and that I will also point out that that would then mean that Hulk Hogan was in the Royal Rumble with Jim Duggan, and he was in the middle of a 1,474-day reign. There's no way that he was going to lose that belt in a Rumble. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, but at the same time, everything just makes sense about it. It's usually at the beginning of the year. It's the start to all of your pay-per-views. It's a, it's a new look, a new start. You know what I mean? Because, you, you know, you could have had maybe Hogan. That's a, and that's a long-ass reign. Are you kidding me? 
like start of a new year <laughs> could have made that happen you know uh who did hogan face that night for the title event? at wrestle at wrestlemania or at rumble rumble at rumble i don't honestly know i know he was still the champion february 5th at main event so okay so royal rumble 1998 1989 1988 1988 no one's ever going to beat that. They're they're no. never going to let anyone get over a thousand days again. <laughs> um, on uh, Andre and Hulk signed their contract for WrestleMania three rematch for the yeah. main event. That happened that night. Okay, so he um, didn't even doesn't wrestle. Look like he wrestled. I don't think he wrestled at it. You didn't even wrestle. What is that ridiculousness? Like, uh, and you only have four pay per views. I get you're building up Mania and Mania. What this was like their second year or no third year? Um. No, excuse me. This was 89? 88. 88. WrestleMania was when? 85? So, yeah, so this was your fourth year. Well, it's a rematch uh, from WrestleMania 3, which happened in 87. Yeah. Um, yeah, but 87 was him and Andre, no? So he faced Andre again in WrestleMania 4? Yeah. Yes. You didn't know that? Absolutely. I don't, I don't, you think I remember all these things? Um, okay, fair enough. Um, so I would have said, uh, no, I'm, I'm still keeping with my keeping on. So it would have been Duggan against Andre, I guess. We've never seen that match happen, and uh, it would have been a good time. Screw Hogan. Yeah, not not the dog on Jim Duggan, but there's a reason we didn't see Duggan versus Andre. <laughs> uh, he might have been able to do the slam, though. He could have duplicated what Hulk did at WrestleMania 3. Could have, for sure. I, I mean, he had that. the muscle to do it. Oh! And he said, oh! <laughs> I kind of wanted to book this one. Because I would have had him come out uh, at the end and just be like, no, I get a shot, even though he lost in the first round to DiBiase. Kind of like a money in the bank type thing. Yeah, snap. So, what do you got, Mr. Smarks? Uh, Oh, the ball's in my court, so I've been thinking. So, here's the deal. I think, uh, I was thinking about this question earlier, and I couldn't figure out the best way to phrase it, or the best way to try to make it any good. Um, So, um, before you start, I would just like to notify you, uh, when you mentioned the balls in your court and you did a Canadian accent, just know you 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 made history there, bud, because Canadians were the ones who invented basketball. So well played. What? Yep. What history books are you reading? James Naismith out of Kansas. Nope, nope. Okay, well, in it, there's a whole thing. There's like a Canadian heritage thing. It's definitely a Canada thing. He invented, like he invented the whole hoop thingamajigger and so therefore that's when like basketball started i'm not saying like the nba or whatever but he invented like the actual um there it being no bucket it was more of an open bucket kind of ordeal that was invented here in canada so so canadians invented basketball nets and basketball hoops so they didn't invent shit they they said oh look you guys created a sport well we can, I don't know, make it so you're not using a bucket anymore. Oh, it was because, um, I mean, it. I, on the heritage thing, they mentioned that he was the one that first thought to actually put uh, an actual 
a hole through the bucket so people so the like janitor guy or whoever the whoever the hell it was didn't have to always go up there and take the ball out so basketball wouldn't have been the same if that canadian fella didn't uh didn't come up with that wise idea good sir so appreciate and Uh, honestly i'm pretty sure they might have done something more but i know the bucket thing for sure i didn't want to say they we invented basketball but we definitely uh have a quite a history behind it due to the fact that we took the hey did you know did you know the internet was also invented in canada just happened to be where al gore was when it happened yeah al gore invented the internet but he was in canada at the time i but it's just the basketball net. Don't take so much of <laughs> The guy's name's James Naismith. He was from Kansas. And he invented what exactly? The actual sport the game of, of basketball. The whole he game. A, he put All a peach basket with the hole cut in the bottom up oh. against the wall, and people threw a ball at it. I will prove you wrong. I am actually on the Wikipedia page for the history of basketball right now. James <laughs> Naismith. Is the inventor of basketball. There's no ifs, ands, or buts there. Uh, what um, year? He invented it. Uh, let me go back up to there. Uh, December of 1891 in Springfield, Massachusetts. But he was from where? Um, Kansas. Yep. So, yeah, I'm going to have to look it up, but the Canada Heritage thing was like 17-something. Well, so... you know, every country gets to write their own history books, so I suppose yep. you can have it. The Americans are good at that. All right. Anyways, it's not a basketball. It's we won all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward. Anyways. God, there was a Canadian-American war at some point in history, so I could reference that. Yeah, the American Revolution. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So, so I don't know my... where this went, but I'm sorry. You go ahead, Sparks. So my uh my my thing was it's it's the cruiserweight interim cruiserweight championship right um we've got one final round in the uh, round robin and then it goes on to a one on one uh for the championship correct correct unless of course what hap- what I've been predicting happens happens mm-hmm. so. Um, this is your chance to go all in on your predictions because I want you to book the rest of the ter- the interim cruiserweight champion Matt. The whole am thing. I first or, you, or, or or is is? Oh no, you're team. definitely first. Okay, so I have Tozawa winning tomorrow night, which means the other match in that um, bracket doesn't matter. Um, I have Tozawa going three and zero. I have Kushida losing to Drake Maverick tomorrow, and. Uh, um, then you have a three-way tie on the other bracket with Jake Atlas, Drake Maverick, and Kushida, um, which gives you four wrestlers in uh, qualification position, um, and the three all for each other. So um, that immediately means that all three of them qualify, so you have a fatal four-way. You could have a triple threat between the three that to take on Tozawa. I don't know which way they would go. I would prefer the fatal four-way. Um and then uh, my prediction with that is I have Drake Maverick winning and holding the t- title hostage. Um, 
kind of because I want him to, but mostly because I think Vince is a big enough dick to fire somebody and then use it for profit. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. I, I have uh, Drake Maverick winning um, probably after, you know, Jake Atlas hits the Rainbow DDT and then Tazawa, you know, hits the big off the top rope and, and uh, Kushida maybe even have somebody in a tap out, but uh, Drake Maverick covers Kushida doing it. So. So you have Drake Maverick winning. I have Drake Maverick winning. Hmm. I could see Vince do that too, though. I could see him fire him and then kind of use it as a storyline and then like rehire him because he's getting so much buzz kind of deal. And then I'd probably still think he would fire him at the end. Yeah, I think I think Vince even issues a statement that he's fired as soon as he loses it because that gets <laughs> attention to that division. Like Vince is notorious for doing crap like that. Mm. Who's there, Phantasma facing? I think he's done. I think that's done. No, they they've got the matches for tomorrow. Phantasmo is facing someone, and I'm trying. To oh, I think that's Tazawa. That must be the Tazawa. Yeah, one. Tazawa. Phantasmo that's versus Tazawa, and Kushida versus Rick Maverick. Yeah, right. And then there's there's a bunch that don't matter. Um, Tony Nice versus. Uh, <laughs> Or that's already happened, I guess. Yeah. So those are the two. So that's what I have. Um, I just don't think that. Here's why I say that. And I said it on my NXT review. I don't think a five-way match works. I think a four, six, or three works. Um, and now they've set it up with with Jake Atlas having two wins. That uh, four is. It's going to be six. It's going to be four or two. It can't be. At the same time, I would love to. Yeah, but you could do like a five-way ladder match or something along those lines too. You, you could. could make it like, you could actually have Devlin come back, like if because things are starting to order, open up, and I don't know if the UK has opened up travel, mm-hmm. but you could have Jordan Devlin come back and be the sixth person in it, which is possible. But they'd have to know that the UK's opened up travel. Right. Which, according to Google, as of right now, they have not. No. But. Um, so but I mean, he's still you got. Might have, you might have some inside information. Snap. Um, damn. Because, man, I really like Phantasma, Phantasma's work, though. Like, he's pretty interesting to watch. But if he's facing uh, Tazawa, I'm sorry, bud. I don't want a guy who's two and one to be the. Or three and one after the match in all of WWE to be the Cruiserweight champion. I think that's a horrible decision. He just doesn't have the matches under his belt. I mean, yeah, let's be fine. Goldberg had to win 112, I think, matches before he had a title shot. No, no, no. But I mean, because either way, even if he wasn't facing Tozawa, Tozawa would still be in the tournament, and I would still be going for Tozawa, because Lord knows the man deserves Tozawa has locked up a position in the tournament. He's the only one. Uh, I'm sorry, Tozawa and uh, uh, Kushida have both locked up. They both have two. They're both have two wins. That's it. And what's uh, Drake Maverick's uh, score? He's one and one. Oh, okay. And so if he so wins if he goes, versus Kashida, he's two and one, which is what's two and up one, the which puts Jake Atlas in and and him. well, depending on how they do it. I mean, they might decide, oh, there's going to be a triple threat. Oh, and Tazawa, you and Phantasma are going to have another match, you know, to oh, extend man. the time. I don't know what they're going to do. Feel um, like they're ruined Tazawa. <sighs> Like, they're going to mess it up somehow. No, I, I really think the way he's been taking the losses on Raw, I really think that that's his reward is is to go 3-0 in this tournament. I think he beats Phantasma. 
That's yeah, just my thoughts. That's my fantasy booking on it. You can have your fantasy booking now. Uh, no, I mean, I would pretty much kind of go the same way-ish. I see him, yeah. but but I would... I, out. Do you have a five-way? No, but I think you do a five-way, though. I would kind of like to see a five-way amongst those those wrestlers, though, because I feel like that'd be a good time. You have that at uh, In Your House. Can they do it at In Your House? Would that be ready for In Your House? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, do the five-way ladder match at In Your House. That'd be kind of dope. I would be interested in that. As much as I just want to see Tazawa go one-on-one with someone. Huh? You turned it into a ladder match. I like that. I did. Yeah. You know, make it different. Um, Or else what? Just a regular five-way? Who the hell does that? Uh, Porn stars. But moving forward. (laughs) Okay. When it's in a five-way. Okay. When it's in a five-way. So I'm about to blow uh, (laughs) Fabe's mind just a bit. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm about to blow your brain. Uh, I'm excited for that. The other times you've blown something of mine, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this one's going to be better. Uh, James Naismith was born in Ontario, Canada. Was hey! he? What's the big thing about Kansas with him, then? He founded the University of Kansas basketball program. That's what it was. Okay. Um, but he was born in, I'm go, totally going to, uh, Almonte, Ontario, Canada. Almonte. That is. I don't know. How do you spell it? it? It's A L M O N T E. It's it's United States North. It's Ontario. Still it's not really Canada. It's he Canada. did, however, invent it in the United States in Springfield, Massachusetts. But he he was actually Canadian. Oh, Canada! Yeah, but, but he was like any other Canadian, and and uh, wrote off his Canadian his Canadian heritage and moved here. Like, oh, also, I'm gonna point out that for the inventor of the sport, he actually had a losing record in his coaching career. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 55 and 60. Oh damn. <laughs> it was almost 500, but that was an era where you underhand shot everything. I did my my point simply being that he invented the game and then got schooled in it on a regular basis. Oh, man. I I do want to say one thing. If I had been around in basketball era back then, I think I could have dominated. Well, especially if you granny shot everything. If they granny shot everything, I would have invented the layup. The the simple fact is, from (laughs) from a mathematical standpoint, the granny shot is a more accurate shot. And they've actually done uh, studies and tests that granny shots have a better shot of going in on a regular basis, especially for... They're also a lot easier to block. Like, a lot Um, easier to block. But but, uh, the biggest thing is they're not as cool looking has especially like the free throw you go back um instead of the granny shot up for the free throw and so no one wants to do the granny shot even on knowing that knowing that statistic i would love it if somebody did though yeah somebody like like straight up you know um money ball basketball (laughs) and just be like nope statistically the best shot there is for a free throw is the granny shot it it would have to be someone with some clout someone not necessarily lebron james but but somebody like braun somebody could just go they should definitely bring it back see jordan had his chance with the bulls to bring it back did he do it no let me make the mj fadeaway happen (laughs) (laughs) anyways 
Over under layup. <laughs> so, whatever. Welcome we... to Raw and Order the Basketball program. <laughs> anyway, Canadians everything. It was dead. You brought it back up. It was dead. Yeah, but he brought it back up for a reason because the Canadian succeeded. I, I I do. I am curious though, Fabe. What would you or Fabe? I am Fabe. Cheese, Pete. <laughs> um, Smarks. Who do you got? Who do you got in the tournament? So who do you have winning? JLB. J. Yeah. That's fine. That works. Uh, <laughs> he's talking to me though. Or are you talking to Smarks? Did you just mess that up? Oh, yeah, both of you. I well, don't care. For, first, he was Cause... talking to me, but then he realized that you never actually said who was winning. So, uh... <laughs> oh, considerate of you. Thank you. I mean, do I really have to mention who's gonna win? My boy Tazawa. Whether it's a five-way or a one-on-one, he's definitely gonna take it. He's been taking so much heat and has been jobbing on Rob and been being called names by Jerry Lawler. For these past few weeks, I definitely, uh, I definitely see him giving it to him, and he would actually add prestige to the uh, cruiserweight championship. And we might actually see him on a pay-per-view this time around on the actual main card. No, let me retract that statement. Even the cruiserweight title is still on the kickoff. Damn it! I want this out oh, on the main. I think for for NXT in your house, I think it should be the main event. It's this tournament's been that good. Yeah, for the tournament, yeah. Um, I could see them making it not necessarily like a co-main event, but not the main event. Especially um, if they have a a, uh, a NXT championship match. I feel like they're, you know, Adam Cole headlining. Bebe. Yes, Mr. Bebe himself. Um, but, but they don't so, have a number one contender right now. Well, that's the deal. They They haven't booked anything for it yet, as far as I know. Um, but but that could happen tomorrow night, and they've got what three weeks till in your house. They still got some time. Um, for me, I I think you put it on Kushida. I think Kushida's the winner. Um, as God, much as it, I, that, he, he's really entertaining. I just don't know if it tells the story. That's the only reason I went with Maverick. Uh, well, no, Maverick tells the story. I just I just think um, it's a shit story. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Because of what they're doing with him, um, and and speaking of, I don't know if you guys got to see this, but WWE actually posted a I want to say it was like twenty minute long video today um, of Drake Maverick's journey in the cruiserweight tournament. Uh, oh, and um, it just it made me angry when when they posted it because I was like, uh, but the the whole. Well, the whole storyline is, I think I've talked about this before, but uh, he had a uh, team of, of cameras following him. Um, they were setting up a, a storyline, like, yeah, WWE yeah, 24. The return to the ring. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he had this group following him to do this. I'm just looking it up so I can tell you exactly how long it is. Uh <laughs> So because you have Kushida... Uh, with, 11 uh, minutes and 41 seconds, so not quite 20 minutes. Not there. Yeah, but anyways, um, but so he, he had a, a, a camera crew following him for his return to the ring because ever since he came to WWE, they've used him as a manager. They've used him as the general manager of uh, 205 Live. They've used him as a comedy figure. They've used him in the 24-7 uh, title picture which really isn't showing off his wrestling at all. 
And and so they were building this whole storyline about his return to wrestling. And, you know, he, he even talked about it. He last year he decided uh, to get into the best shape of his life uh, and give another run at at wrestling to show people what he could really do. Um, and then in this 11 minute long video, they show him, uh, you know, pre preparing and all that stuff. And then they show him, they don't show him actually getting the call, but his reaction, of course, afterwards with, you know, they say on this day, WWE released so many wrestlers, including Drake Maverick. And then it showed his reaction video and it showed uh, him, him preparing, uh, you know, and saying that I've, I've, uh, negotiated that I get to continue on these if these are my three last ones. It shows him receiving the certified mail letter from WWE headquarters that has his walking papers in it. Um, uh, but he doesn't open them. That's, that's maybe important to the storyline. I don't know. Um, if it's a storyline, it's important. If it's reality, it's not important. Um, but, uh, and then shows him losing his first match and then and then picking up the win in the second match. That you win know, all that stuff. East was a really entertaining match. If you haven't watched it, that's why you keep him around because he's not the flip de doo guy. He's a really entertaining wrestler. Like when he's goading Tony East to come at him in the corner, fantastic. Mm -hmm. He's he's just absolutely fantastic. And that's why, if it is a storyline, it's a shit storyline because it's just working your fans. Um, which yeah, we're all we're always being worked. I'm not arguing there. Yeah. Yeah, your but name is Mark Smarks. Yes, we're we're always being worked, but this is this is not even working your fans. It's working your own employees. You know, it's yeah. it's. I mean, everyone believes he's fired. Uh, everyone else who was fired at the same time was legitimately fired. Yeah, but that's uh, just great marketing. That's just great marketing, though. Well, yeah, but at the same point, like because you're gonna want to watch. You're gonna want to watch. But wait, what if he wins? What if what's going on? I have to watch. I, I have to I, watch. I, I, I get all of that. But, but here, let's flip it around. If you were Luke Gallows and you found out that of the 23 wrestlers that were fired, including you and your best friend Carl Anderson, um, that one of them was not actually fired. It was all a storyline. Wouldn't you be pretty pissed? Like legitimately pissed? Wouldn't that just put no, a bigger, bigger chip on been, your shoulder? But but that's the thing though. So it was probably it's a legit firing. But at the same time, I, I don't think it was all a work to begin. I don't think that. I think they meant to legit fire him. He's gonna get fired. And then Vince saw how many people went on his side and kind of thing. And the fact that he wanted to continue still wrestling, Drake Mavic wanted to continue still wrestling those three matches and so on. Vince was like, geez, you know what? Maybe I well, jumped the gun on Drake. I, I, I will counter that with saying, do you think uh, Luke Gallows didn't want to continue wrestling? Um, do you think Carl uh, Anderson um diana perrazzo do you think those people didn't want to continue no. wrestling For they sure all they wanted to continue to. wrestling but they didn't um, have anything going the only thing well, that saved Drake maverick was technically that tournament because they had something going so yes. he didn't want to completely screw wwe over either and so that kind of was like maybe drake maverick's blessing too so it just kind of worked in his favor if he was because they messed up 
Someone wasn't talking to someone. Let's well, fire no, the it, guy. I know he's in the tournament. I've said it before. This is a perfect example, and, and we've seen it many, many times before with WWE, of uh, the office not knowing what creative is. They right. fired Drake Maverick not, not knowing he was in the Cruiserweight title tournament. They fired him because they don't pay attention to what's happening on their own product. Yo, the the hey, I am one hundred percent certain that Vince McMahon didn't even know they were doing a tournament in NXT for the cruiserweight title. Um and and when he when they fired Drake Maverick and then someone called him up and said, Hey yeah, Drake Maverick wants to finish these three matches in the cruiserweight title tournament, he'd like, What? Um, yeah, he wants to fight. That what said, else? though, I mean, they could have easily rolled into. There were, there's other cruiserweights in that division. It's not like they used everybody. No, and they could so have. They could have easily rolled that, no problem. That's well, why I'm pretty sure this is a storyline work. Yeah, you say that, except for at the same point, we're also talking in the middle of Corona. There are other cruiserweights in the cruiserweight division, uh, but there are fewer of them who are willing to wrestle as many times as this t- uh, tournament would do. Now, I'm not trying to say that that they they um, didn't see an opportunity. They, they see an opportunity. They saw an opportunity to exploit this and get as much as they can out of it. But I do not think in any way, shape, or form he has any shot of winning his job back. Period. No, um, I, I think it, he has a shot of winning some more matches. At, at the very least... At the very most, he wins the tournament. Ah, he has the belt for maybe a few weeks, and then uh, Jordan yeah, Devlin is able back. to travel and comes back over and reclaims his belt, and then Drake Maverick's out on his ass again. Um, in fact, uh, so much so that uh, I'm willing to say, even if he does win the tournament, by the end of the 90-day no-compete clause area, he is no longer champion. Because WWE's philosophy on this is as long as you're under a WWE no-compete, we're paying you, right? So we have the right to use you. Uh, which is why they they tried to use uh, Sarah Logan on their show, uh, because they, they'd fired her, but she's under a non-compete. So they're like, well, we, we're paying you, so we can force you to be on the show. Uh, they ended up choosing not to use her in the end, but... but that's kind of their philosophy. So they uh, backhanded into, they backed into it accidentally, and they're using it, they're exploiting it, they're good at, do, at spotting an opportunity and taking it. Um, but if they turn it into a storyline, um, and he still ends up fired, that's shitty. Oh, for sure. Uh, and that's really what it comes down to. Now that being said, no matter what, uh, he is building his resume for wherever he goes, whether it's back to Impact whether it's to a place like Ring of Honor, whether it's to AEW, um, whether it's overseas to New Japan, whether it's to back to progress or evolve, you know, um, he's got options. He's definitely showing that he's more than WWE ever allowed him to be. Uh, And, you know, I'm looking forward to whatever he does in his post-WWE career. And that's the other reason I don't want him to win, because I want him to get on to whatever he's going to do post WWE as soon as possible so I can so I am curious do you just have him flat out do you just have Kushida flat out winning tomorrow night and I think ideally they put on a 15 to 20 minute match longest match of the night 
And uh, but yeah, I think I think Kushida wins it. So you have um, two three and O's. Yeah. Um, I assume you have Tazawa. Maybe you have the uh, tie between Tazawa and and Phantasma. I I could see that maybe going to a tie leading to a three way. But uh, if you have that three way, isn't the head? There's also the option to have the head to head, which means Phantasma versus Kushida, and that's it. And no Tazawa, which JLB will kill you. I'm getting the knife ready. <laughs> it's okay. I. I agree. I don't think Phantasma. I mean, don't get me wrong. Phantasma's been wrestling on the Indies for a well, not Indies, but in Mexico for in a Mexico. long time. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I personally, I don't think he's ready for the main push in in WWE. Um, so, uh, ideally, I would have it uh, head on head to head Kushida versus uh, Tazawa. Tazawa. Um, that would be a great match. It really would. My only concern is that that Drake Maverick losing actually overshadows um, uh, Kushida's win, which would be sad. Mm, uh, yeah, that might just happen, though. Because everyone's definitely going to be talking about that, for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, I I do 10 minutes. As, as a business, in, in the business aspects, if he does lose tomorrow night, I think you have... If Drake Maverick loses to Kushida tomorrow night, you have probably ten minutes worth of worth of goodbye at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which would be hard. So here's here's a fun fact that I did not know: El Hijo de Fantasma uh, wrestled in Lucha Underground as King Cuerno. I didn't know that at all. Mm. What's that? Mm. The, the more you know. know. The more you know. <laughs> Anyways, so. That's the way I would go on it. Um, I mean, simple, straightforward. I don't think they need to come uh, make it too complex. Um, you We're know, talking yeah. about WWE. Yeah, that's why I'm saying I don't think they need to. They probably will. They'll turn it into a no holds barred empty arena ladder match with uh, uh, submissions <laughs> only. Which will also be at Titan Towers for some reason because Vince yes. thinks that's a good S word. Climb, climb the corporate submission only ladder match. Oh Jesus! I'm, I'm trying to it. figure out how a submission only ladder match uh, would end because that's uh. For some reason, and she's not even anywhere near the match, but I would picture they ever do a match like that. I figured it would be um, uh, Charlotte Flair winning with doing the figure eight on top of the ladder against whoever. <laughs> kind of really hard to do. She'd like have to drag herself up the ladder with him in the figure four. Then hey, she's the hardest working woman anywhere. Okay. Yeah, just she can do it. Just listen to them on every WWE show because she's allowed on all of them, apparently. Oh, and by the way, can we just talk about this freaking um, thing that they're doing where they're bringing back, I forget what it's called now, but they're bringing back uh, the brand. Four times a year you can go on. But they've already wasted it twice already, but I think they're only counting the one they used this time for Baron Corbin, which, looking back at it, I'm like, why? It's not even for the title. It's stupid. Uh, decent well, match, but like, what? Is, it's such a waste. Still, I think I think they they haven't been. I think they purposefully haven't been 100% transparent with the rules. It's I think it's four times a year for each wrestler. So Baron Corbin can do it four times a year, and Charlotte Flair can technically do it four times a year. But she's the NXT champion, so she can do whatever the f she wants. Um, 
and so on and so forth. Anyways, yeah, no, it's crap, but we will probably cover that more in a WBU at mm. some point because I don't know if uh, maybe, maybe we should cover it more here since this weekend we're going to be talking all out or all elite wrestling's double or nothing. Yep. That's the name of this one, right? Yeah, I kind of all avoided that for an FBI because you know that's kind of your show and I expected you to kind of hit it at FBI. And oh, well, uh, I uh, I I Enjoyed very it. purposefully tried to avoid all elite wrestling for this because I'm like I always do something all elite wrestling. They're they're probably getting bored with it. So, anyway. I purposely avoided it so that I could hear, let you do it. So I'm sorry. That's fine. Aww. We will talk uh, AEW and Ring of Honor and Impact in our next segment, Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. <laughs> that was well done. Go on. So, so this is we uh, we've you decided know more promotions than those four, right? Like you could have you give up AEW and go with New Japan or something. Yeah, but I don't wanna. So you can take AEW people and put them in those other three. Yeah, I still don't okay. wanna. Okay. Um, so, so this is we decided last week that this is going to be at least semi-permanent uh, change. Instead of nullify, nullify, DFI, we're doing Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. So the rules are simple. Uh, each of us will um, challenge the others with a list of three WWE wrestlers that they need to relocate to a different company. Um, then tell us why. Uh, first round, the choices are Chad Gable, Cesaro, and Nakamura. All right, I'll go first. Um, I think I'm going to surprise you with where Cesaro goes. So, um, But I think it's pretty obvious. That the two, the first one's obvious. I think Nakamura goes to goes to AEW. Um, they need a, a uh, an international presence. I'm Any... pretty sure they have an international presence. You're an international okay. presence. Okay, Chris Jericho being from Canada doesn't count. He doesn't reside in Canada anymore. He, it was actually, he ran away. Just... It's not a Canadian go... thing. I was referring to all the Japanese wrestlers in the women's division. Yeah, just in the so, women's uh, division. You tell me who their world title contender is that's that's not old white guy. <laughs> Duly noted. Uh, fine, fair enough. No, but I was just referring to they have a lot in the women's division, although you're talking about Nakamura. Still, I don't know. Uh, go ahead. It's your thing, though. I, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I, I think I put Nakamura. So... I, I put Nak over to, um, over to AEW. I let him be uh, NXT Nak or, or New Japan Nak. Either one of those are great. Um, he did, did great with both of them. Hell, I let him be first-year WWE Nakamura. Um, just not who he is right now. Whatever this is that, that Vince regulated him to, not this. Anything pre-AJ Styles feud, I'm good with. Um, Nutshot City, I'm out. So that's that's where I, where I go with that. Um, the second one I go with, uh, I'm going to go with Chad Gable to Impact. Um, I really like the X division. I like the Ultimate X. I, I think Chad, I think Chad Gable is very, very capable of being the next Austin Aries. Obviously, in a different role, different uh, attitude, different uh, character. But in terms of just being able to flow through any weight division, uh, much like Finn Balor can, but they don't, they don't accredit Finn Balor for his ability to be the cruiserweight division. Um, I, I really think. 
Chad Gable could, could flow easily through all of those different roles so long as he's not Shorty G. Um, and I think he could go there to impact with Kurt Angle managing him, which I think would be a really cool setup um, because Kurt Angle, obviously, unemployed right now. Um, and then last but not least, I, I think I take Cesaro to ROH. Um, again, ROH just needs somebody that can really make a gigantic impact. And uh, um, that was pun not intended, obviously. Um, and I think, however, as much as I would like to see Cesaro versus Moose, um, I'd, I'd much rather see Cesaro in the world title picture in ROH. So that's where I would go with that. Huge, huge. Cesaro versus, I don't know, Cesaro versus Moose has me rethinking it, but I'm not going to do it. That would be uh, a lot of fun. Damn, so who, it's Nakamura, Cesaro, and? Shorty G, Chad Gable. Uh, Please don't keep him Shorty G. Uh, no, do, definitely. Don't keep him that Whatever. character. Exactly. Wherever he's going, he's not going to be sure to do. That's for sure. Um, just for the simple fact, WWE probably has rights to that, which I don't know why they would want to keep. Don't but, keep uh, him in a character even remotely like that. <laughs> yes, but and he, do not, way. under any circumstances, make him wear basketball shorts. Oh, but they're so comfortable. <laughs> the poor guy's going to like it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go with Cesaro uh, onto Impact. I think that's going to be a nice, um, a nice, uh, a nice way of doing that with uh, Moose, because Moose is pretty awesome. And when I'm, I'm thinking of the Chad Gables back when he was on um, uh, with uh, Haas there, uh, Charlie Haas. That was an awesome shorty, not shorty G. That was an awesome Gables time. And if he goes back to that, he would be awesome in Impact. And he wasn't with Charlie Haas. He was with Jason Jordan. But he was also with Charlie Haas. Shelton oh, Benjamin, uh, Shelton Benjamin was with Charlie Haas. Right. A okay, different sorry, person Jason altogether who looks absolutely nothing like uh, Chad. I mean, they look a little bit the same. They they both bear a, an odd resemblance to Kurt Angle. Shelton Benjamin's bald like Kurt Angle. And Chad Gable is white yeah, like Kurt know. Angle. They, uh, <laughs> they both have Next. legs. Um, they do, and 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 I reasonably reasonably fit physiques. Thank you, thank you. They both have I, I, arms. They both have <laughs> arms. They both have eyes. And guys, guys, they also have two ears. So it's it's easily easily can confuse them. But yeah, I see you made the mistake. I really do. Thank you, thank you. It's it's <laughs> every time. Um, so yeah, we're gonna have Gable go to Impact. We're gonna have Nakamura go to. I I want you know what? No, but I want Cesaro at uh, eight. Wait, wait. I thought I thought I thought you had Cesaro going to Impact against Moose. Did you switch that to Gable going to Impact? No. Uh oh snap. Hold on. Let me rethink. No, because you know what? I would like to see Cesaro get a crazy push in AE Dubs. So I'm having Gable go to impact and nakamura unfortunately is gonna head over to roh because roh does need a big star and i think nakamura would thrive a bit more there as much well i mean he would thrive amazingly well in AE dubs as well um but i really want to see i just don't know how he does it in impact what smarks what's your thoughts on him and impact because you're the impact guy on knocking impact Impact? no not knocking impact um I love Cesaro and Impact. I just think I think Gable works better there myself. But go yeah, on. me personally, I I probably would do uh, Gable to AEW, Cesaro to Impact, and Nakamura to Ring of Honor myself. Um, so 
Be the same as is okay. Go on. Um. Well, I'm 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 sort of the same as uh, JLB, except he ended up deciding that he wanted Cesaro in AEW, so oh, right. he changed okay. it. Um. Yeah. But Nakamura and Impact. I don't know. You know, right now, uh, I could see him going against Michael Elgin and making making a run for the the world title. Of course, uh, you know sidetrack with moose with the tna world title um i i just sorry i i don't see nakamura making any sort of a run in the x division where i do see a cesaro uh potentially being in the x division even though he's not like a typical high flyer his height alone could make him pretty epic in there so yeah um and then chad gable i just think the the thing with Anyone going to AEW, you run this whole, they're just taking WWE's cast off. And so you have to take someone from WWE that was vastly underused or a big superstar. And all three of these people are vastly underused and none of them um, were were considered big superstars. But Nakamura and Cesaro were both pretty darn big names at one point or another. Whereas Gable has always flitted around in that lower mid card, never really given him a shot. And so he's the sort of, he's he's the stardust uh, of this group. The one out of this that stands out as the diamond in the rough that show people that AEW knows what they're doing. So that's probably the way I would go. So we'll move on. What do you guys got? Yep, that's on you, bud. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. I heard you go... And I was like, "Oh, he's got he's got something." No. All right, um, I'm gonna go with the ladies. <laughs> That's we where I'm gonna go. Lady. Hello, ladies. Thank you for the ladies, man. It's <laughs> a lady. Copyright yeah, watch, watch out! Watch out! Lauren Michaels doesn't take that doesn't take that stuff lately. It anyway. was uh, impersonation, therefore it's oh. covered by fair use. Um, go ahead, <laughs> ladies. Ladies, so I'm gonna go with the ladies. I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and screw it, I'm gonna go with Nia Jax. Oh, um, okay, Nia Jax. Women known for their power. That's where that was. Nia Jax to Ring of Honor. Um, In hopes to she, bury her permanently, or what? Because there's not enough women there for her to hurt. <laughs> uh, so. So that's kind of for the safety of everybody. Um, Even that slap that she did to Kari Zane was pretty wild on Raw. So, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine Nia Jax versus, oh, what's that? Uh, uh, Riho? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That, that's my thing is. I, I like the AEW women's wrestlers too much to inflict Nia Jax on them. Um <laughs> All right. So Nia Al- although seeing Nyla versus Nia would be entertaining. That was where um, I wanted to go with it, but go on. But uh, but no, Nia to Ring of Honor. Um, I think we do Lacey Evans to Impact. Um, I think from that's a strong division. That's I like that. It's a strong that's division. A- it it uh, plays to her strengths because she is a tall woman. She is muscular, uh, not like China muscular, but she's definitely quite fit. Tessa. Like yeah. Tessa. Yeah, exactly. 
And so you have that, um, but then you know you also have uh, Jordan Grace there, Taya Valkyrie as a potential opponent yeah, for that's her. A really good, that, that's a really good match. Yeah, and so so I think Lacey Evans to Impact, which then of course leaves uh, Dana Brooke to AE Dubs. Um, she of course would have to go through some sort of packaging because uh, unlike someone like Mox or um some of the other people who've come over from from wwe over the time she's never had anything she's never had really anything and and she's got charisma but she she needs something she needs she needs a repo man character or something she's been Um, best phoenix light only without the best part like that's really what she's done and she needs something like like i said before when she had that whole um fitness bodybuilder sort of gimmick for a while um, I thought it was a strong gimmick that that could have gone somewhere, and then they just kind of dropped it. Um, yeah, and so maybe. Well, yeah, I but that's the deal. Like... Titus Worldwide. I don't know why, but I did. I wish she would have wrestled when she was in Titus Worldwide, but. Well, almost no one in Titus Worldwide ever wrestled. Yeah, really, just Apollo did. Yep, it was Apollo. It was like, oh, Apollo, and he was going to wrestle this time. It's Apollo, and um. Hey, Apollo, you want to wrestle? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so Dana Brooke to AEW. Um, I think I think she could bring uh, something to the AEW table that is kind of missing in the form of a pint-sized powerhouse, if lack, for lack of a better I mean, She's not pint-sized by any means, but she's also not Chris Statlander big. She's not... Uh, Nyla Rose big she's right there in the middle sort of a thing and so she could be that kind of dynamite comes in small packages yeah the firecracker mm. so that's what I would do I think okay okay um all right so we got Naya we got Dana Brooke and Dana and Lacey Evans <sighs> yeah I don't know I kind of see Dana Brooke doing like, I don't feel like neither of them would be good in AE dubs. I don't know, just because the women's division sucks so much. So who could be... You shut your of... mouth. <laughs> like, I see both of them doing great in Impact. Um, okay, so clearly Nia Jax is going to ROH because... You know what? Oh, hold on. No, wait, but I don't want to see any of the other ones in ROH. Um, yeah, no, no. Nia, Nia is going to ROH. Um... Give me Dana Brooke to AE Dubs because yeah, I want to see them repackage Dana into man. That's hard because I really want to see them both repackaged because they're both great. Well, Lacey Evans, I guess I would say is the better wrestler for now from what we've seen the WWE do for both of them. Um, but yeah, so maybe never mind. So maybe no, never mind. I'm doing it. Dana Brooke to. AE dubs because I want to see you be the top star there since they're kind of still not really doing much with the women's division and maybe she could push a little and I feel like Lacey Evans would work well with the woman in impact um but she would need to be repackaged and not this like um ultimate woman character um I just don't know what you would give her that I might actually want to do for like another fantasy booking Repackage Lacey Evans because that okay. Be That's not where we're at, and you still have a question to answer, which I answered. Lacey Evans to Impact, Dana Brooke to AEW, Nia Jax to ROH. Fair enough. Okay, one job. But, but finally, you did it. 
Yeah, you're just lucky I didn't mute you after you talking smack about the AEW women's division. Well, the truth hurts, and it also shall set you free and unmuted. I, I want to go ahead and hit a hashtag here. Um, hashtag watch Nyla Rose beat the crap out of a Canadian for saying that her division that she's the champion in um, is the Sucked. weak one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, also part of our podcast network. Yeah. Way to go, man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's I mean, to be fair, it's not Nyla Rose's fault, technically. Um, you know, it's just Kenny Omega's. Sorry, Kenny. Um, <laughs> well, at least the Canadian's gonna kick the Canadian's ass. That's fine. There you go. That's it. We're, we're keeping it within Canada, you know. Um, I think so, I think the the problem with AEW's women's division is not even necessarily booking. No, it's um, not. It's it's, it's depth. Well, yeah, it's depth. They've got some strong people at the top, and then a, a fairly quick drop off. And I'm not trying Whole to denigrate. Yeah, Whole I'm not trying to denigrate anyone like Big Swole. I think Big Swole's phenomenal. Um, but you know, I mean, I think some of it just comes down to we're still trying to figure out characters. We're still trying to figure out who each person is, right? But like, I'm a huge Hikaru Shida. Working though, because they're all phenomenal wrestlers. They all could wrestle really well, but they don't really have gimmicks. Where are gimmicks coming from? The booking. AEW says you can book however you like. AEW says you can build up your own character and thing like that. But at some point, Kenny's got to come in and be like, "All right, guys. Well, look, you got to do this. You got to be this," because it's been a year already, and I'm still not interested. I feel like there's really only four defined characters in the women's division in AEW, and I'll, I'll agree with both of you on this, because Nyla's just this giant dominant monster you know which is awesome um you've got a dentist which is a character whether we like it or not um you got big swole um you know tough girl from mean streets of of who's big swole why am i not remembering who big swole is braids looks a lot like oh what's the gal that's married to uh um the wrestler uh she was oh she X- had a little NXT. thing with brick with baker yeah yeah. Oh, okay, yes. Okay. A lot of people. Okay. And Fun fact, then, uh, he's actually married to uh, Cedric Alexander. Cool. So anyway, you've you really got four that have a developed character there. Um, and, and oh, and the alien. That's yeah, the that's the character. Like, as much as I love Hikaru, she I love Shanna, what's her character? Or, yeah, or Shanna. Hey, she's the French one. That's it. I'm astonished neither of you sent Dana Brooke to Impact whose feeder territory is OVW, who just had one of the people who's involved with it make a Twitter slam to Dana Brooke. I would love to see, and I hate to mention his name again, Boycott Jim Cornette, hashtag Boycott Jim Cornette, but um, I'd send Dana Brooke to Impact just so I could watch her beat the crap out of Jim Cornette in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, uh, I'd sign I mean, up for that paper, dude. <laughs> I'd drop that's, 60 bucks for that that's that's the one I where the other two went I was I mean Lacey Evans I think deserves a bigger stage so I think she gets she gets uh, AEW um, here's the deal remember a year ago when we were talking about it's too soon with Lacey Evans and now we're all pretty much saying she's the cream of the crop in this group that we just mentioned true so it says something for her she Vince maybe had a little better vision than we did on her um 
but I guess we said not ready yet, and now we're saying cream of the crop. So I'll give it. We just we were right too. Anyway, all right. But on that note, I will uh, say we're going to start bringing this to a close. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but make sure to participate in our contest. It's a tweet to win. All you got to do is tweet a link to this or any of our episodes. Um, hashtag it. Hashtag raw and order WBU. And you are entered to win not one, but two shirts. One from our merch store and one of your choice from ProWrestlingTees.com. So you can support whatever wrestler that you want to without spending a dime of your own. But uh, DA Fabe went all in on this and recently added some additional rules, additional ways yeah. to enter. So you so, can add one. You, you can tell that favorite wrestler, whoever it may be, um, that has it for a wrestling tease uh, page, um, that that you're choosing them by hitting at and then that wrestler and you'll get another shirt and if you listen to the previous podcast which is uh wbu from mm-hmm. what's the date on that i don't remember today is the uh, from april 17th april 17th may, may 17th may 17th yeah, sorry may 17th it would have been posted easy, on may easy 18th. baked gym easy baked gym that's the wbu you want to listen to if you listen to that um you'll find out a way to get a fourth shirt but you'll have to listen to that show and share that show so um uh and and extra entrance and all that type of stuff um so yeah really great way to get a hundred hundo bucks worth of attire mm-hmm. yep and the important thing to point out hundo bucks worth of attire for zero dollars out of your pocket all it takes is 10 seconds to write a tweet and press send and here's the you big thing use talk to text you don't even have to yeah. write it yeah in the hashtag wbu send um but here's the kicker hashtag raw in order wbu send yeah one right. <laughs> uh, but here's the real kicker for it is you can enter as often as you want you can tweet this episode and then tweet the WBU uh, and tweet uh, our different reviews, the Raw review, the SmackDown review, the AEW review, the NXT review. That is up to six different episodes a week that we put out that you can share and tweet. Uh, even more than that, you can go back and listen to some of our previous episodes that you haven't listened to and share them and tweet about it and get entries. And even if you've already listened to an episode, you think of an episode you really liked, go back, find it, share it, tweet it. Another entry. Super simple. Oh. You get a bunch of uh, entries here. Win yourself up to a hundo bucks of shirts. How great is that? A hundo of so, shirts. Hundo bucks of shirts. It's worth a hundo bucks. Uh, it's worth a hundo bucks. You're spending zero bucks of it, and it's only 10 seconds of your time. If well, those aren't great then i don't know what to tell you guys and that shirts here in the u.s a hundo bucks in canada that's like a hundo and 30 a hundo and 30 yep yeah that's right that's right so um so don't you know don't you know ah geez ah geez so the contest continues um but it doesn't continue for much longer because after double or nothing the plan is to close the contest and pick a winner so you're in the final week get to tweet so um tweet to win make sure to follow us on all the social medias we're on facebook at raw and order wbu 
I am on Twitter at Raw and Order WBU. DA Fabe is on Twitter at DA Vincent K Fabe. And then JLB, our RCMP from up north, is at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8, anchor.fm slash RTR. Yes, yes, yes. And so, but also make sure to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you use. There's a follow button or subscribe button or whatever they call it on yours. That way you get notified every time we post a new episode. You get to download, listen to it right away. Um, great way to do it. And review oh, it. Review it. If you've got a, a podcast platform that does reviews, some of them do, some of them don't. Review it. Some of them just do thumbs up and thumbs down. Give us that. Uh, Apple Podcast, five stars. Just like RVD's Frog Splash, five stars. That's, a- <laughs> That's the best one you've done yet. Yep. Five stars. Right. I like this can- David Meltzer one, too. You can also find our Wix site. It's going to be in the pinned tweet on my Twitter or in the doobly-doos below. You can find all the ways to listen to us there. You can even listen to the show right on the website. So if you're one of those people working from home or just would rather listen to it on a website, you can find it on Spotify. You can find it on anchor.fm slash rawandorderwbu. Or you can go to our Wix site and listen to it right there. Whatever floats your boat there. Or, you know, if you got YouTube Premium... You could just, you know, listen to it on YouTube as well. Yeah, sure could. Um, you also, we have a blog on there, which I hopefully will get around to writing a uh, uh, double or nothing predictions post onto that before the show. So go there. Um, you can do the Wix app, which uh, you can get the link in the doobly-doos as well for that, where you can communicate directly with us through the app. And then we mentioned we have merch. You can head to shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU to see all of our merch. So what you waiting for? The quality for? of these shirts. Unbelievable. Wore one Sunday all day. Not a cop. That's the one I wore. Just so everybody knows. Very comfortable. I'm still working on the in the doobly doos uh, shirt, trying to figure out the best way to format that one. And then I got another one I, I shared with you guys the uh, preliminary sketch for it, and I think it's I think it's a win. I like it. Yep. Loving. We've been working on that. Well, we came up with the wrestling cop three weeks ago, and you've been working on it for three weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm pumped. And it shows. I will own that shirt just so everybody knows. <laughs> But, but yeah, you can head over to our shop.spreadshirt.com slash rawandorderwbu. But on that note, we will close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Uh, thank everyone for listening. We will see you soon.